for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Thursday, January 19th, 2012, episode 18 of Attack the Androids, brought to you by GroovyPost.com, where our show and a few other choice podcasts are, all sorts of cool tech news, how-tos, reviews, and such. We do the show live, testing it out, if you're listening to this, justin.tv slash attacking the androids, check it out. Uh, You'll be able to see all of us live, coming soon. With me, got a great cast tonight. As usual, we got the full house. Jeremy Lesniak, what's happening, bro? What's going on, brother? Seth Herringer, what's up, man? And his hair. Hey, man, good to be here. Eric Finkenbeiner, what's up, brother? Hey, man. Hello. Last but not least, Joey Kelly and his dogs. What's up, Joey? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who let the dogs <laughs> in here? Oh, who, wait, it was me. Who let the dogs out of here? ha <laughs> ha. All right, guys, you can watch these shows every Thursday, usually around 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, 9 Eastern, around there. Uh, Give us a call if you'd like, 406-204-4687. We got the Facebook page up. We got the Twitter page up, twitter.com slash attack of the androids, or excuse me, that's facebook.com slash attack of the androids, twitter.com slash AOTA radio. That's what we do here. That's all we do here. I want to start tonight's show out with a little story. Uh, you guys know we're uh, we're Android fanatics, if you will, fanboys, perhaps on uh, Thursdays sometimes. Got the Galaxy Nexus, Android 4.0.2. Still waiting on an update to fix the uh, uh, that pesky little feature that when you're in Wi-Fi mode and you turn Wi-Fi off, it will not reconnect to 3G again. Just tell you that. But they're fixing it. They're aware of it. I got the Transformer Prime, okay? My Prime. This is... If you guys are familiar with Kelly McCulloch, he writes a, a science fiction series called Web Mage. In that, in that series, they have these web goblins that are basically, you know, little artificial intelligence that, that are like little people. They're like little goblins, right? And they turn into computers and they turn into little goblins. And they cast spells with binary code whistling and all, lots of cool stuff like that. On these forums, everybody treats their prime like it's a little little familiar. It's your web goblin familiar. I think it is the most brilliant thing to see just like a hundred angry nerds just being like, oh, my prime is sick. My prime keeps rebooting. Ever since the ICS update, my prime is just not not having a, a, a good time at all. I can't even use this thing. I'm going to take my prime back. I'm going to bury my prime in the backyard. Just Asus, 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 help us. That's what we are asking for. We want you to help us, help us get our primes back to health. This all started back, back, back 
After my 30th reboot since ICS, I decided to call GameStop to return my Prime. I was told that a return is not possible, but a replacement can be made since I'm still in my 30 days return, December 11th, 2011. That's when he got this, so up to January 22nd, 2012, he even said they can keep making a replacement until the TF-700 gets in don't know how this one can work, we'll see. So there were two primes released. One of them, if you went into your options, your Android options there, there was no serial number. It was unknown. Serial number not found. Then there was a prime that I got, the later gen models, and those have a serial number. But both of them seem to have these wicked bad reboot issues. Now, is this is this more speaking towards Asus has... I don't know if you guys are familiar with this at all, if you guys have played with them, but Asus has not like a moto blur. It's not a full skin, but it does some stuff here and there. And apparently there's something with ICS that just conflicts with it. And you get these blind looking things on the screen and, and it freezes and it locks up and it reboots. And so I've been kind of dealing with this for, for a bit now. And I, I'm supposed to write a review for GroovyPost.com where we're all at writing wonderful things. You should all go there and look. And I've, I, I've been like waiting, right? Waiting for this thing to get updated so I can actually get a handle on how it runs when my Prime is not sick and dying. And I've just been waiting. And last night on another podcast I do, I said, all right, I'm giving you till the end of the week, Asus. If there's no update... I'm just going to write it and I'm going to be completely brutally honest that you guys completely took a beautiful, amazing piece of hardware and a great operating system and you broke it. You broke it. And this is, this is the, the hopes and dreams of generations with these primes that are... Dying. What the hell kind of forums are you on, man? XDA, <laughs> like, develops, XDA developers. Uh, we'll put a link to the show notes. <laughs> Matt, is there, a, is there a version of Cyanogen Mod slated for this? It is, but it's in early alpha, maybe pre-beta. Not yet. Try it. I, I'm, I want the original is, experience. Eric, to... aren't, you work, aren't you running an alpha CM9 on your Photon? On my Nexus? Yeah. No, I I'm leaving. I haven't even rooted it because oh, no, I want. Eric, oh, Eric, sorry. not you. It's not always about you. This is this is my prime. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I'm and running an it, alpha, but it's like the, the the people that are doing it have made it very very stable. Um, yeah, and I see them nine so far has been great. I think you should give it a whirl, Matt. I will, but I want the original experience to write about. So Matt, I, I've been following this a little bit because I just uh, I just purchased a prime. Did you and it's, get your prime? You know, making its way. Is your oh, he's Ooh. making his way there, man. Yeah, that's so, amazing. Um, you know, the, but I I was reading on the XDA forums uh, about this serial number issue, and it looked like Asus uh, that um, it was being reported that Asus actually had like some of their official support people in the forums. Yeah, trying Gary. To help, uh, Gary out. Gary Keys has been in there helping uh, everybody. And so, so did those fixes not work for you? Okay, well, check this out. So I, I, gave it, I gave it the time, and I woke up this morning. So before, 
there was a few things you can do in this when you go into the app settings you can actually disable things you can't remove them but all of the asus stuff you can disable it so i was like all right i try that and after i did that it seemed to work a lot better and then i woke up this morning and i checked the update because you got to force it to check and it crashed and I was like, <laughs> self-preservation. <laughs> no! Like outside in the snow, just crying my eyes out. $500 plus tears. Just so sad. DMC client just force closed completely. So I went into the settings of that and cleared everything. Rebooted the Prime. Prime came back to life. And it worked. And there was an update. And everybody said, Hallelujah! 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 Anyway. Ever since the update, and now, granted, I was at work all day, so I only had time to play a few games, uh, everything works <laughs> really good. I went back in and re-enabled all of the ASUS stuff, except for the mail, because I use Gmail. And I haven't, it hasn't rebooted yet since. It hasn't crashed since. The only thing that stopped working was Glowball, which if you guys have this, you'll know that's the Tegra kind of demo. Like, look at how pretty we can make things glow and how it moves so fluidly. Uh, that won't even open. But if you go into the market, you have to actually go to Glowball and then it'll say there's an update. Update it. Boom. Good to go. Everything now works. And I have to say, this is an amazing device. For what? Now, were you one of the folks that that uh, was complaining about the GPS usage, or do you no, not really use GPS? Because it's Wi-Fi only, and I have a Galaxy Nexus that has a barometer in it that locks GPS in like two seconds. It's brilliant. But I did notice that the GPS kind of had a had a problem. This also fixed that, so I can right now. If you guys are watching camera one there. Uh, that's, that's the home screen there. You hope it maps. And because I'm on Wi-Fi, obviously, boom, right there. Well, I'll show you where I live, but it syncs right away. So I don't know if you, because it has a, a database of Wi-Fi access points and where they're at and stuff like that, it helps it sync quicker. I don't know what it would do if I turn Wi-Fi off because then there's no data coming through. Now, the other beef I have, uh, it, it's kind of interesting if, you guys know PDA Net, right? Yeah. They made a special version called PDA Net Tablet, which I recommended not last episode, but I believe the one before that. And it used to work great. All of a sudden now, like it connects, but there's no data. There's no connections being made. And so I don't know if, if the, the, the carriers blocked it or what, but it's kind of annoying now not being able to, uh, to use that. And that kind of speaks to, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation before, but if I buy this data package, why can I not use it with all of my devices? Why do I have to? It's not like I'm using the phone and the tablet at the same time. It's one or the other. So why do you have to be like that, Verizon? I mean, do you guys have any like rational devil's advocate type of arguments for that, Jeremy? No. No, no, and anyone that does is going to get punched in the face. <laughs> Where did that? It's called gouging. Getting gouged at the pumps. 
I mean, basically get gouged in every necessity aspect of our lives. So can we just have this one thing? I mean, the yeah. speeds aren't even that great, Verizon. I mean, Grant, when I was in Seattle, a 4G was phenomenal. I was getting like 15 megabits down, 15 up. Steady. Nice. I was also watching the battery go down. And we kind of touched on this in the makeup episode, but you guys weren't there. Um, the LTE use case has to be when you need it. You should be able to be in 3G mode for most of your stuff, but when you record a video and you want to upload it, that's when you kick it into 4G, get it up there, and then kill it. And I think if you do that... Well, I think that's the current, like, you know, broke-ass use case for it. Well, I mean, listen... The <laughs> things, they need to get the battery life and, they, and the OS to manage the batteries a lot better. But it you doesn't know, do that. We can't stay in 3G land. It doesn't do it doesn't do that automatically though. You have to actually tell it. And if your Galaxy Nexus is having connectivity problems like most of these are, sometimes you have to force a reboot to get it to reconnect to 3G after you t- tell it from 4G, which is really annoying. You know, man, that's also just not going to be practically possible because you know, Verizon and all these companies are now putting all of their development money into 4G, right? So the 3G networks are going to just keep getting worse and worse. Like, I mean, I know this well-known nationwide Verizon has this major problem with 3G networks, right? Like, every, all, all the iPhone users still are on 3G, um, but they're not putting money into 3G anymore. They're putting money into 4G. And so, you know, they're really pushing to try to get people to move to these 4G phones to free a bandwidth of 3G, which makes 3G not as terrible. Like, here in L.A., the 3G and Verizon is... I think pretty terrible. Is that the right way to go about it, though? Like, can you? I think you'll have the Windows problem where you're always going to have this subsection of Windows 98 computers out there, even though you don't support them. They're still well, they're not, there. They're not tearing them down. They're just trying well, to right. get people to move off of 3G. But if they're them. not, if they're not putting money back into it to keep and maintain that service, then eventually it's, it's going to be unusable. They're not. They're not going to have to. You know, it's, you're actually going to get everybody well, off of 3G and, and on L- the f- LTE uses bandwidth so yeah. much better than 3G does, right? So they're, they're, that's another reason they're trying to move people off of 3G to clear up some bandwidth. Yeah, uh, I, I hope so. To use better use of it, but I mean, anyways, I mean, the 4G is the way to go, and we're going to move that oh, way, it's and it's nice. going to have to go that way. It's just a matter of can we get the ba- the radio to suck down less battery, or and this is something I think we should talk about at some point is, you know, what is the what is the minimum that these companies must have for batteries? Is it the one day? That's kind of what people have been referring to now, or do we have more than one day? Or Like, I remember back in my flip phone, I had like a week. You know, that was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even even the Prime gets, I mean, I, I charge it like every other day. Granted, I'm not well, using it all day. How, well, see, I, no, we're using my, I use my phone more than I use the Prime, and that's namely because I can't get any internet to it most of the time because the, the TDA tablet don't work anymore. And I'm sorry, but I'm not paying more money for something that doesn't even work most of the time or works, you know, poorly to just be able to tether. That There's no way in hell I'm going to do that. And you shouldn't have to. I agree. All right. Well, um, so, yeah, there's there's many many threads on XDA developers. They finally got an official Prime uh, reboot issue on the Asus. Uh, I think it's transformerprime.com or something. But I'll I'll put links to these in the show notes. And it is a a fairly widespread 
problem. Matt, did you use? Did you ever use honeycomb at all? Yeah, it came with honeycomb, <clears throat> and I didn't have any of these issues. And my tether worked. Everything was brilliant. Do you do and you the, like um, ice cream sandwich a lot better than honeycomb, yes. or is it? I do. Uh, there, it, it, a lot of it looks the same. I mean, if you've never used honeycomb, you wouldn't know because honeycomb is way different from uh, froyo and gingerbread. But it, right. it's made for a tablet. But what ICS did is took all of the design elements and just kind of condensed them for a phone or spread them out for a tablet. And it, it's really right. gorgeous. And it, it, the Prime worked brilliantly up until that, like the day I got it, this update was there. I was like, cool, update to 4.03, which is 0.1 more than the Galaxy Nexus is at 4.02, and a camera firmware update. And so this, this didn't jump it a version number. It wasn't a full ICS update. It was simply the GPS and the stability issues, and uh, it was... Uh, what else? Something else it fixed. But mm. it again, I haven't got to really put it through the test, but from my, you know, dipping in and out here and there, it works really good now. So hopefully <laughs> they'll and I did, like I said, I re enabled all the ASUS stuff and still haven't had a reboot, haven't had it freeze I mean, or nothing. So, so far so me, good. I know I know that we were interested at one point of wondering, you know, how the ice cream sandwich is gonna change honeycomb or if you know, because people were pretty I feel like the tech community was pretty convinced that Honeycomb was not the answer to the you know iPad or whatever. Well, um, in, I'm wondering, do you think that like now Google has sort of a a platform that they can build on? I mean, I mean, they, I know they could build on Honeycomb, but like a platform that can compete with well, it's the iPad is this operating system like a big step up? Do you think or yeah? The, the, I mean, the key is getting multiple screen sizes, tablets, and phones both to have the same experience, just like the iPad and the iPhones do. And I think mm-hmm. they're definitely on the right path for that. And there's, I forget what it was. I think on All About Android, I heard them talk about this whole uh, page on Google that kind of, it's all like, here's how you should. We recommend that you design. And it, what it's there Yeah, that for, just came out over CES. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what it's there for is to make sure that you have as close to the same user interface experience from app to app to home to system to app you know mm-hmm. it's you got to make it fluid for you know the 99 not all not everybody's in that that you know 5% of us technorati geeks so you know what though i don't know that i fully agree with all that cuz if you're if you're comparing android to ios you got to remember that that Android is covering a much broader set of demographics than iOS. Well, sure. iOS has their, you know, kind of niche at the higher end of the market. And sure, Apple's making a ton of money on that. And that's, you know, that's the goal. But that's their that's a short tail uh, business model. Whereas Google is just saying, let's get as many people on the web as much of the day so they can look at ads as possible. So you've got these crappy $50 phones coming out in you know, probably places like Eric is right now, and it gets people online. Well, is that the Apple difference? Has no answer for that. Is except, that... go ahead. Seth. Except in three months, when the iPad three comes out, they're gonna have to drop the iPad two down to. It'll be like the iPhone, you know, three GS or something like that. The iPad two, the iPad one is never gonna be fifty dollars. It will on eBay or no, Gazelle. It won't. Or It'll Gazelle. never be by the time. Yeah, no, but let's it, think. But, but let's think about this. Let's say the iPad 3 comes out in, let's say, April or something, right? Which is sort of, I think that's sort of a time frame people right, think is possible. Um, you know, that comes out with the 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi at 499 right? So then the iPad, if that's got a quad-core chip in it and, you know, LTE or something like that, 
then the iPad 2 has to sell at what at that point? 300, 299 maybe? I mean, they can't charge. It doesn't even Three have n- to be that much less because look at it, it, go online and try and buy like an iPhone 3. 3G. Mm-hmm. But listen, they're the only company like that. Google's a search. They they want more people to use the internet. Amazon using right. Android is a platform for buying junk, you know? I mean, right. Apple's the only yeah. I, I think I think we're having the wrong discussion. I think the discussion is not whether or not ice cream sandwich can match up to iOS. It's can ice cream sandwich provide a good enough experience for the majority of users. Well, and I think I think that was the case back with two point one. I don't think I don't think it needed to get that much better. Obviously, they're going to continue iterating. Well, right, and that's what we want. That's why we love it. Right. Among but others. it's not it's it's not like it's not good enough yet for people to use. No, not by any means. I just I also feel like that the Android side of it is more for the nerdy, geeky people that are kind of curious what else this thing can do sort of people, you know, like if you want just you want the thing to work and you want it to do whatever Apple wants it to do then you know you can do that but I feel like the people that are going towards Android are more curious or they're more they're Not intrigued by, no or they're getting no. the cheap devices because it's on anything yeah but I think it, if, if if iPad 2 eventually comes down to 299 I don't know if that'll happen that, that seems like that might be kind of low to me but let's say the you know 16 gigabyte Wi-Fi is 299 I think that changes the scene Totally, because you can't get a decent Android tablet for less than what one ninety nine. That's the Fire, maybe something like that. What? Which isn't even a f- Android decent? tablet. It is an Android tablet, but <laughs> I it's mean, depends on how you define decent. Decent is being able yeah. to play Frontline Commando and Brothers in Arms too. That's decent. Tegra. I think it's. I think you're looking at like two ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I'm trying to. I just told you guys I bought the Prime. So I'm trying to sell my original transformer now can i and i have it what's that have it can i have it for money (laughs) can i borrow it for no money (laughs) i'll send you a camera i'll send (laughs) you a awkward ask joey it's a nice camera but um anyway so i so i had a a a friend's uh i think she's 17 or 18 year old daughter looking at the tablet um to see if she was interested and she had played with an ipad and absolutely hated it and this is not like some nerdy, you know, person. This is, you know, what I would think of like the normal 17, like everyday year old, uh, everyday American, you know, girl, teenage girl. And she actually loved Honeycomb. Honeycomb is nice. I think that it was my people, first. I, yeah. What's that? Oh, I was going to say it was my first tablet Android experience, but it was nice. You know, it worked. And it's it's the fact that like there are some really good productivity suites. You know, she's looking at this for like college, and you know the fact that you have like uh, I think it's what Quick Office HD. Um, you know, options like that, and you uh, you just have you have a better experience, in my opinion, like with multitasking and stuff. Um, you know, I think Apple's starting to lose some ground when it comes to these young folks that they previously had some really good. Uh, you know. Uh, Really good. Uh, what do you call it? Help me out, Jeremy. Machismo. What's the marketing term for what? I'm sorry. I... Brainwashing. They had, they had their they, hooks in them. They, they brainwashed. There we go. They had their hooks in them. <laughs> wow. I spaced out. Well, my bad. To kind has... of throw these two combination, these two comments into one question, I think that we're going to see a 
the, the, the quote-unquote democratization of operating systems is going to expand outside Apple. There's no way that they can maintain this huge, almost monopoly that they've had on Whoa. tablets. Whoa. With... Easy with where you put that M word, buddy. Yeah, I said almost. Okay. Um, there's always going to be competitors out there, and competition has to do one of two things. They have to give you either a better experience at the same price or a experience that is close enough at enough of a reduced price that you're willing to pay it anyway. And I think that you're going to see that that's where we're going to start to head. Um, on the makeup episode that uh, Matt and I did with uh, with Ron, we discussed a $250, $249, uh, 7-inch uh, Android tablet that's going to come with a quad-core chip. Um, when you start talking about, okay, yeah, it's 7 inches, not 10, all right, but it's 250 bucks. You could buy three of them yeah. for the price of one high-end iPad. Uh, what experience the, the, the do you economics want? for some people are going to win out. And to, to kind of flop back to a comment on that earlier thing, we were talking about design standards and whatnot. The analogy that I've made in the past and others have as well is that the, the Windows 98, 95 and whatnot is kind of equivalent to where Android is now. It's on the majority of people's machines and whatnot. And one thing that Microsoft made a decision very early on was that they were going to set down standards for how the applications looked in order to make them all have a uniformed appearance within reason. Within it's tolerance. just like the whole thing where mm. they were saying that if you want the Google seal of approval, you have to update every, what was it, 11 months or 9 months or something. Right. Something like that. But Microsoft have doesn't have, have those standards. They have APIs. Apple has standards. But making Well, I, I think that the difference for a user experience between a standard and an API is semantics. Um, oh. For the developer side of things, semantic it, 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 it makes a huge difference. You're right. You're talking about an API call versus a, a, a set of cosmetic standards that you have to write yourself. But what I'm saying is that uh, the when you go onto a Windows PC back then, even you had a uniform, more or less look to things. And when you go onto an Android tablet these days or Android phone, if they've put out those standards and everyone's compliant with them, you're going to have a uniform experience. The other thing that could be combating is stuff like what we've all hated, which is the Moto Blur and the TouchWiz. So the the difference is that they're setting these standards, but they're not enforcing them. And I really, I mean, I'm not, you know, all about complete government control, but I really think if Google wants to keep this Android thing alive and keep the momentum going as well as it's been, they're really going to need to start buckling down with these companies and saying, listen, you're breaking. I mean, I on that XDA forum that alone, there was like 50 kids there that were ready to take this thing back and get something else. Like and they that's can't a drop in the bucket. Well, it is. But listen, if, between the Galaxy Nexus launch that was horrendous with Verizon, this Asus Transformer Prime launch, like they really, these companies need to step up their game is what it comes down to. These launches have been terrible. This is what you do for like a business. This is, I don't know, man. It seems like they're just, they're phoning it in, you know, and these are devices that can really impress people and they're not treating them like that. It's kind of sad. Because they don't have to. Well, I know. And that's the, the more competition there is, the more they're going to have to start right. having to. I agree. And that's key. And so we're talking about, you know, where Apple and Android are. Uh, we had 
the Google what was it fourth quarter earnings call, and I yeah basically we're we're starting to see the iPhone 4s sales catch up to uh, the Google Android stuff. And it says more than half of people buying a new smartphone last fall chose Android devices. This is from Nielsen. Uh, However, in a month-by-month breakdown, researchers showed Android's overall market share among recent buyers dropped by nearly 12%. That's the last quarter of uh, 1-1, coinciding with the weeks after the October release of the iPhone 4S. Uh, And then they start talking about apps. Um, Nielsen's latest numbers show the share of U.S. recent smartphone buyers who chose an iPhone over an Android or BlackBerry. Do people still buy Blackberries unless you have to for work? No. no. You don't like consciously go out today and be like, yeah, you know what? No, in- go- unless you're unless you're drunk when you go to the store. Right, right. Exactly. No, I think that there are some people out there that that go out there and grab one consciously because it's the cheapest option they're offered. Is it though? I think you can get yeah. Android ones There's for some cheaper. really cheap Android phones out or there. Or free. Yeah. Hipsters do hipsters Buy Blackberries to be different. Do hipsters use cell phones to be different? No. Oh yeah, well, they oh, use yeah. cell phones. I don't know. I I would think the razor just to fit into those little skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it to be that ironic. Probably I'd rather not. Have a phone that works. <laughs> that kind of irony is deadly. It's not worth it to them. It could kill you. You know this this thing about the Apple iPhone stuff. I mean, yeah, of course the iPhone is going to get a bump every time a new iteration. Only comes because out, right? and then, they're suing. And then everybody. also Sprint just Sprint opened up right with the reason iPhone 4s. So that's more customers. Uh, maybe there are still some Verizon people that are. I mean, it's been a while now, but there's still maybe some people that are for the upgrade. They decided to do what the 4s came out. You know, they're holding off. So I mean, but this will be interesting to see what these numbers look like in six months. Um, but it seems to me like you know the market is evening out, right? Like it always is. Like the Android's making inroads in tablets, and Apple is kicking back a little bit on the uh, cell phone market as they're opening up to the rest of the carriers. You know, if T-Mobile opens up to the iPhone, the same thing will happen again probably. Although there's not as many customers on T-Mobile, but um, they'd probably get a bump like this too. So like I said, I think the, it'll come down to six months from now. What does it look like? And um, But, you know, I really, you want a both. You want all three of them to survive, right? You want a strong Windows phone. You want a strong Apple. You want a strong Android. We want as so much that comp- competition. Exactly. And that, um, as much. They're all, yeah, they're all kicking one another to to uh, iterate and innovate. So. But only no, if I don't. They, I want only Android. Only if, the rest can die. No, don't say <laughs> that. Only if they can do it by innovating, not by legislating them uh, out of existence or whatever yeah. you call it. Litigate. Yes, I agree. The patent thing is ridiculous. Innovate. Don't litigate, right, Joey? Word. Th- that's right, Matt. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about this. I heard today on a podcast that CyanogenMod is installed on over 1 million devices. That's that's a dang milestone, I think. I mean, for a for a custom ROM to have that much spread, like that's impressive. Pretty good. Matt, did you that's did you cool. hear that's wicked. Is that cool. like if I if I try like CyanogenMod 30 times, does that is that, no. 30, Indiv- that that's one, yes. I'm just one still on that number. I believe it's individual devices. Counts okay. as 30 times. Does it? No. Are you being a <laughs> Okay. I'm being a putz. <laughs> Well, that's pretty. You know, guys, that's pretty impressive then. And so, if you want to get an interesting read, um, if you if you go into XDA and go into the Photon 4G uh, development forums, there is a the CM7, the alpha that I'm running, has its own little thread. And just to read through that, you get a really good insight as to you know how these developers um, 
sort of come together and how they eventually get added into the official like cyanogen mod project. It's mm-hmm. really, really interesting. And the benefits that come with that too. Um, because like building Android, like actually building it from source, uh, takes a long time. Oh, for sure. And it sure. takes a pretty beefy machine. <laughs> really? So, so like the, to get actually into this cyanogen mod project gets you access to like, you know, build bots, like these machines that can build them for you. Uh, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty commendable accomplishment. So the question I heard raised, and I kind of wanted to discuss it with you guys, is: Do you think it'll ever get to the point where Cyanogen Mod comes standard on a device? Like you buy no. one and it it comes with CM? No, never Maybe from China. Never. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like China. I could see some China company or something like that doing it. Even, I, I don't know, even, like, these small I- individual, like, we, we have the Verizon store, and then we have this wireless connection, which is Verizon and such. It almost seems like it would be in their best interest to do that, you know, and kind of sell it like, hey, this is what you really it'll, want. It'll never come from a carrier. Follow the money. Why? Yeah, that's it'll so never come aggravated. Stop it, carrier. But it, I could carrier. see it coming, like, what was that? Again, what was that company we talked about for like five weeks that were offering that? Republic Wireless. Yeah. <laughs> Take your drink. Carrier IQ. Carrier IQ. I beat you, Jinx. Drink. Anyway. So they weren't, were they running a Cyanogen Mod phone or not? They were running. I think oh. they were. They were, weren't no. they? Carrier IQ? No, no, re- no, 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 no. Republic, Republic Wireless. They were using... I, I didn't see anything that said that they were running I on a build. That, that custom phone that they built was running Cyanogen, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Or at least based on Cyanogen. It was the Optimum. It, it was a custom Optimus. build. It, yeah, it, it was a custom build LG. of Android that they started with Cyanogen. Right, that's what uh, I was thinking. And then reworked their IP technology into it, and then created their own build. So and it I wasn't. Go ahead. I was. It wasn't fully compatible with Cyanogen, but okay. I would guess that you, you could probably run a stock uh, Cyanogen APK without any trouble. That's just a guess, though. I mean, I could see people building off of Cyanogen now instead of maybe off the Android source code or something like that. Okay, so so check this out. Think about this. Cyanogen mod comes out with an app store now is there it's almost like the path amazon went right you make all of these pieces and then you tie it together with this super cheap tablet is the cyanogen is it is it because so that you can then run root access apps is that why that they won't let you let in the android app store or what's the what's the purpose behind a cyanogen app store i don't get that uh, as far as I understand, it would be its own thing. It would be a way to generate revenue that would help support the project's development. Oh, they say perfect. here, if a portion of the revenue from such a store went to the project, it could cover some of its increasing hardware and server costs. Uh, this is... It's probably a data. bit of a misnomer calling it an app store. Because well, it's almost more like a like a ROM store. Well, yeah, that that's... That's Kush Dutta. He was. This is from a, a Google Plus post from January 10th. Uh, he said the idea of the app store is gaining some traction, and that CM is approaching one million unique installs. Which, as we know, they hit that. I think today right. or yesterday. Uh, while one million users is a pretty significant number, it's still a drop in the bucket compared to Android devices overall, which last count was seven hundred thousand registrations per day. Um, but 
these stats are are phenomenal. Like if you if you look at well, it, I mean, uh, one well, the million. The thing is, is that when you root with Cyanogen mod, you don't get the Android market. They can't bundle it with it. But it doesn't it's matter. Loaded separately. There's a zip that has all but the Google apps, anyways. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah, so but it trivial. still doesn't work on mine. Well, so. you bought a piece of crap. Now, uh, well, learn I mean, your lesson. No, wait, my point I'm gonna fix it. Okay, chill. You eh, give I got me it worked out. I just need to do it. You give me your transformer, yeah. and I'll use It'll it. It'll be fine. So, uh, the App Store idea comes for a couple of different reasons. They say apps that require rooted devices have a tendency to get kicked out of the Android market, like PDA. Well, actually, PDA Net didn't even require mm. root. It was a tether issue. Uh, Nessoid, ROM, you know, emulators for games and such. Um, they say un- other unpopular app types, uh, like the video game systems and such, one-click rooting, tethering. He says, uh, Dutta is thinking, Skush, uh, that an app store that is not under the thumb of Google and the carriers would provide one-stop shopping for those kinds of apps. <laughs> Except then the government comes and gives them a takedown and then <laughs> and removes all their servers. Yeah. Because they're hosting uh, illegal file sharing or something like that. Uh, based on the overwhelmingly positive reaction to the Google Plus posting, uh, they hit over 500 comment or the they hit the 500 comment limit in less than a day. It seems like an idea with some legs. And in fact, a follow up posting would seem to indicate that Dutta has started working on code for the App Store. Several commenters brought up issues that a CM App Store would need to address, including ensuring app quality, security, privacy, etc. Uh, but overall, it would appear there are quite a few users interested in a one-stop shop for banned apps. Is he working for Samsung? I heard Push. he got that job, right? He that got was a quite job. A... So when the he- if he's doing that and he's coding an app store, when the heck is this guy sleeping? Well, listen, this is Steve Klondike, <laughs> Klondike and Koosh and a whole team of other people, I'm sure. It's not just Steve anymore. S- but still, dang. I don't know. How do we find time to do what we do? You know, We don't we just, sleep. It's not well, healthy. We don't make any sense. Complete and utter crackheads. I mean, what, right. what are you smoking? God. Nothing I'm drinking. Well, there you go. But I think well, it's an interesting idea, and I would like to see... Because even AppBrain, like, I, I, I like that app store, but it still goes through the Google Android market. Like, it's not its own thing. So to have one that hosts the apps there and that, you know, is – I think that would be cool. I really do. So, well, you, I think it would give developers too like, – like, you know, a lot of us, if we want some of these, you know, little beta things or banned apps, we're just scouring yeah. XDA or, or some of these other sites. Or hoping if you we just saved. had in one centralized place. Oh, that would be key. I mean, it's a lot easier. For sure. For sure. You know, it, it kind of builds this interesting, like, three-site parallel. So you've got the Android market from Google covering, let's say, 80, 85% of the Android devices. And then you've got, you know, if you want to say at the top end, this, this you know, kind of new app store. And then on the bottom, if you want to call it that, and you've got the Amazon app store and AppsLib, you know, covering kind of low-end budget devices that aren't approved by Google. You know, on the lower end, you've got people that want to do less with their machine. They just want to use it. You've got the Android market sort of in the middle, covering the majority of the market share, providing a broad experience. And then you've got the Cyanogen store at the top, giving people 
greater flexibility in what's probably going to be a ridiculously geeky, filtery interface. And why not? You know, I can see that making sense. Why not? Well, and we saw we've seen success with this before with like some of these apps like ROM Toolbox, oh, ROM yeah. Manager. You know, giving people easy access to the tools that they would use a lot, uh, especially when they're modding their phones, is, you know, there's always going to be a market for that. And if that can go back into helping support the whole Cyanogen mod cause, then cool. Even better, right? Right. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about this isn't exactly Android, but I know this is something that is near and dear to all of our hearts. Maybe not this site specifically, but the whole idea of a free and open Internet. Uh, if you guys noticed uh, quite a few websites yesterday, all participated in what I believe is the single largest Internet protest in history. We had Google blocking out there. Their uh, logo, we had Wiki participate in the blackout, we had the Jamhole Hotbox, Buffer Overflow Show, Reddit, there was a massive boing, site. Boing, 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 IS Cheeseburger, that whole network fail blog, uh, just an immense show of, no, this is our internet, and what you're doing is, for one, completely mindless and idiotic. Because it's a non-problem. Piracy exists, but it exists for a reason. It exists to help further your outdated, unevolved business model. You guys fought against old-school automatic pianos. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> you guys Matt. fought against VCRs. Yeah, that's Matt, here, dumb. I, I want to ask you a question. I, I'm not against these acts at all, so don't mishear me. But, I mean, do you think that we should pay for content in, in form, some form or not? I like, think... Sorry. No, I'll wait. <laughs> I think Jeremy died. <laughs> I think... You just... <laughs> why why is that the counter argument every time this comes up it's no, not on. i was saying i'm not that, for that, these things i'm not no no, I'm not no for but these that's things. you're you're playing devil's advocate right you sure yep but that's not the other side of this coin mm-hmm. that's like saying oh you don't want to have blue walls <laughs> so you don't do want to have freedom? walls at all or or Oh, you don't want to have blue walls, right? So you want to have the blood of kittens splattered on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, these that's... are these are not like it's not that these are the two choices. No, I agree absolutely. Here. Well, listen, yeah. we've seen CD sales go down. That's because CDs suck. I had CDs. They broke down over time, and then I had to buy them again. They were way overpriced. The players were garbage, and. For what you gave us? Are you kidding me? Would you pay for that? Hmm. I'm going to yeah, spend $20. for having the huge binder of CDs in your car. <laughs> I almost dislocated my shoulder trying to... Which was I promptly like stolen by some guy outside a bar. Pretty much, I have like right? I have CDs in my living room right now. <laughs> but for... The bigger the binder, the cooler you were, right, Eric? All right, listen, $20, $18, $15, the BMG one-cent CD sales. <laughs> you were stealing from artists and selling garbage. You would sell, like, two good songs, if that? And you expect us to be loyal, happy customers? Yeah, okay. 
basically what, I don't think I don't think that's the other side of the coin. No, either, it's though, right? it's no. just a small part of it. There's I mean, many now, now we have to argue against is something like iTunes. Well, right? that's Which fine. Is easy. One of the, one side of the arguments is this allows people that never would have bought it anyway to check it out. And hey, if they like it, if they feel like supporting the artist, cool. If not, they weren't going to anyway. No, so who like cares? Right now, right now, like YouTube, almost every song that's released these days is on YouTube, probably legally. Sure. Like the VEOH or whatever, or you can do um, Spotify or something like that if you want to so, get a. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I, I mean, I hate these. These acts, I think, are ridiculous. No, especially it's, the, it's part that breaks the internet, the DNS stuff. But so um, let's swing this back around. Yeah. Let's let's take, let's make it let's go back to the point where I died inside. The question <laughs> here is not it's not it's not just about music. It's about that the internet is a democratizing technology. It gives people options, it gives people freedom. Mm-hmm. It is up to the rights holder to determine for themselves what the best business model is. If I produce content and I want to put it behind a paywall, maybe in that con, whatever it is, maybe I'm stupid for doing that. I have mm-hmm. that right. Maybe I want to sell ads against it. That's fine. Check this out. Before the internet, I never would have been able to make a hip hop album and put it on the internet. Nobody ever would have heard it. Nothing ever would have been recorded. What this right. does is provides individuals a chance to make, and grand, most of it is garbage, but every now and then you find some really cool stuff. And for the price of having to go get a record label contract and everything that nine times out of ten, the normal Joe Schmo isn't going to be able to do that. I think it's worth you having to change up your business model a little bit to open up the music industry to everybody. It's worth it. It it completely is worth it. And as an artist, I think that's great. Take my music for free. Just listen to it. That's all I care about. It's if you want to make a living doing it, then pursue that. But right. if and you, you should have the choice to be able to use Mega Upload to host your stuff on I legally. Agree. Exactly. That's and not a reason to drop these sites. That it's it's a right. complete abuse of power. And if you know if if BMG Universal decides that a beat that was because you don't make your own beats, right, Matt? You have so many. Yeah, I got a kid usually. in the UK right, that so produces them. BMG decides that a beat that you didn't even make yourself, but you used in one of your tracks, is too close to something that you know MC Hammer did in 1993, and nobody even knew about. And you can't they touch this. I said a song nobody knew. Can't touch this. Oh, what? Break down. And they take your whole site down without any kind of independent review. That's not fair. This is that's a tool right. no, I agree with that. to destroy competition. That's what that does. I don't okay. like oh, right. what... Hold on a second, gentlemen. I Hold don't on. like... Before, before this descends into comment trolling, you've got oh, problems late, with a, a fundamental understanding of copyright. You've got, uh, I think, across the board, you've got problems with enforcement of copyright in that that's been mishandled. You've got uh, the unfortunate side of things is that people do not understand that even though the world is changing, the the, the old business models don't necessarily have to. They just become less and less relevant. And if I might flip, uh, direct you all towards a a free ebook 
uh, called Free, the Future of a Radical Price, which we talked about on the Buffer Overflow Show at BufferOverflowShow.com. We were... We were discussing marketing, and one of the comments that they had in, in, the, in the book Free was that almost across the board, people underneath the age of – I think he arbitrarily picked like 21 – just assume that anything that is electronic is freely distributable. And I don't believe that. Anything, that. It's the uh, whole idea that it, these copyrights uh, – are in regards to actual material, not intellectual property. It has to be a physical if I the the example I heard was if I steal your cell phone, that's property, that's illegal. But if I steal an idea, where's the line? Well, that's that's the problem. I mean, you know, when copyright law was written, when copyright was it was a totally literally applicable to illegal or unlicensed copies of physical things. It was a totally different era. Totally different. Correct. It it was completely different. And I think think that was mostly aimed at books and other publications. And, you know, before – this is before photocopiers. This is before, you know, mimeograph machines. This is all before that. And and as soon as those devices came on the scene, and of course now with digital publishing and and digital production of almost everything – now the the barrier to c- copying something is almost non-existent. I mean, my dad runs a, no- a newsletter for a nonprofit organization that's published uh, digitally and in print, and he has almost no cost associated with that besides uh, free software that's downloadable from the internet and a computer to run it on. Which again goes pirated. back to why everybody came out in protest of SOPA and of PIPA. There was so much support. I don't know if we said this earlier, but there were sites going down because of it. There were Senate sites going downtown Julie Brown because of it. They were, in essence, getting DDoSed, and nobody could do nothing about it because you're getting paid way more than most of us are to make BS legislation. You're not helping the people. You're hurting the people, and you're helping yourself, and that's going to stop because now we have the Internet, and we can fight back. We can say, "Uh uh-uh, not in my Internet, buddy. No way. You know, Matt, I agree with you on on that stuff, especially part of how the Internet frees up independent artists you know, especially for cost barriers and things like well, that. Well, yeah, we right? couldn't do this show, you know, like 10 years no, ago. I, it's I agree 100%. Evolution. But I also agree that just because technology has advanced to a place where copying is easy and hard to stop doesn't mean that there still is something about, like, you know, someone putting the work into writing a book no, or making but a it, song. It means that is, that is you know, that, that they should be allowed if they want to say, you know, in order to use this or read this, I would like you to pay me for the time I put well, in Well, and that's fine. And it seems yeah, like that's the, something that we should strive for. And that's that fine. The, the problem is, though, that when you have a digitally copyable medium, even stuff like digital rights management and whatnot that try to lock down the ability to copy something, mm-hmm. once it's reduced to an electronic copyable form, you've lost control of your ability to control who's copied it. So, in effect, the horse is out of the barn. It's sharing and it's- resharing. But what you have to do is change your business model to take advantage of that. It's not hard. Exactly. I'll give you we an example. Figured- give me an example. Uh, when, when I'm not playing with Android phones and various other electronic devices, I'm a digital photographer, which technically that's an electronic device. But anyway, sure. uh, I photograph weddings. 
that's still one of the things that's very lucrative for photographers. People are willing to pay to have an event photographed. And I took it from the get-go that I was going to be compensated for my time to take the photographs, create discs, and do any kind of touch-up work. I never said that I was going to take it from the approach that I wanted to be paid for the actual photographs. So at the end of the wedding, I give the bride and groom a copy, a digital copy with a license agreement and a copyright release that says you are able to distribute these copies through whatever electronic or physical medium you choose so long as you do not make any money from them. In other words, you are licensed for personal use, non-commercial use only. Any commercial use has to come back to me in order to be renegotiated for another rate. So the, 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 the point in mentioning this is that that's a departure from the way traditional wedding photography was done. It evolved. Had, it moved it, forward. Right, but my business model evolved from the way it was traditionally done to reflect the new market. Uh, within 24 hours of the wedding, uh, I'm not going to say all of them because I shot an awful lot of photos, but uh, the, the kind of the A reel, if you will, the, the best ones were on Facebook tagged with the bride and groom's name as appropriate. And they were up and they were already, and they all carried a copyright state that said copyright Joey Kelly photo.com. And just the advertising that I got from that is worth more to me than someone potentially going onto their Facebook, right-clicking, and going save as. That's the same re- uh, type of, of model that uh, bands like Severed Fifth, SeveredFifth.com, uh, that are putting their music, their lyric, their cover art, everything out there for free because they want people to come to a bar uh, and pay to see them perform because they like the music or they want to pay – uh, or they want to have you pay for a severed fifth T-shirt. See, that they, was always my idea is that you make the music for free, get it out there, get the recognition, and then you go perform and you go on tour. And that's where you make your money. I don't see exactly. why people have such I mean, a hard time with that. I don't care if the mother of the bride decides that she wants to have a life-size print blown up in her house of the bride and groom sure. on their wedding day. Sure. It doesn't matter to me. I would make squat for percentage off of one print anyway. I'd make more off the framing than I would off of the actual print. So I don't care if they make the print up. But if the, if the dressmaker decides that they want to run a national campaign and use my photos as advertising, that's different. That is different. But check this out. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, dude, that comedy podcast that I went to Seattle to see, those guys packed the Neptune Theater. I mean, packed the place. And they they just do a free podcast once a week, you know. It, it, but people, you like what these people are doing. You're gonna buy the ticket, and you're gonna get a car, and you're gonna go down ooh, there ooh. and get a speeding Matt, ticket. Does that mean for that we doing... should rent a theater and do Attack on the Androids live? Yes, eventually no. they started in '04. So do the math. You know, it takes time. But the thing is, you do it because it's something you want to do, not because you're going to get rich off of it. And that's not a business model these people understand. So, uh, Eric, you had a, a so, comment? Yeah, I was going to say, just to bring it back to Mega Upload and some of the yes. SOPA stuff we were talking Finish about. Finish us off. Okay, so one thing that will specifically affect Android with this is if you guys are you know downloading ROMs, a lot of people host their ROMs on Mega Upload yep. because of the 
huge amount of storage space they give you. Not all of them and have the professional bandwidth. servers to host things on, like Cyanogen. I've got exactly. about four how-tos out there that have just broken with this. And I don't have yeah. backups of the files that people needed to do. I mean, it's a lot of Android stuff, you know. Right. I don't have backups of those files. I don't know where I'm going to get them to fix my how-tos. No. Back so up, basically, back up, this, back this killed a legitimate service yep. that some people yeah. were abusing, yeah. Because but... somebody cried. They took yeah. my royalties. But this was Man, without are you, are you SOPA. If we had SOPA, this would be... I'm against greed and corrupt legislation that's put there for the sole purpose of killing competition. No, I I, yeah. I think this big upload thing was also a mistake. I don't, I don't sure. know this was... For this sure. seems like this was done pretty poorly, but that's the government. I mean, we yeah. all know there was a lot of crap floating around on Mega. There's Upload. crap everywhere. But that, but exactly. I mean, the, the, did the, this put mm-hmm. a dent in me watching Hell on Wheels tonight from a private torrent site? No. Let, let me, let me. You know, how old were you when you Allegedly. first pirated something? Thank you, Joey. At the first, the I came first. Over- Program I have I no recollection of what you were was speaking of. <laughs> One Must Fall 2097, and I want to say that I was 15, so 17 years ago. Right. I pirated software, you know, because somebody lent me their floppy disks. Oh, yeah. Sixth grade. I used to make copies of Microsoft Works, allegedly, on the school Mac onto a floppy and take it home and just right. hide it. Right. I was you a know, spy. If you want to do and. If you want to do it, you're going to find a way. Teacher didn't know what they were doing. Come on. I, I have a I run a, a IT firm. I can't tell you how many people have pirated versions of Microsoft Office, and they don't know that they're doing anything wrong. So you've got that part of it, and then you've got the people that will always find a way because it's a challenge. Because it's fun. Because Google Docs is free, then it's way better than Word. So what the heck? Right. No, it's not. I'm sorry, Matt. You're an idiot, Seth. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. But no, I love GDocs, and I can export it so that you're I, stupid. I love GDocs, Microsoft too, but it does not have near the functionality that Word has. Like what? Doing form letters? Cool. No. Cool. No. Come citations. on. Tell your hair no. to give me a worthwhile example. <laughs> oh, my God. I you Correcting annotating. Seth Day. No, I'm just messing with it. I just personally, word, I mean, for what I use it for, writing the hottest hip-hop lyrics you've ever heard, I basically, G-Docs or even Evernote, I mean, I'm flexible, you know, I'm like yoga, it's it's no problem. Well, the thing is, is that with G-Docs, Matt, it's almost like it's the rapper's documents. It's It's amazing. What up? I know, I use G-G-G-G-G-G-G-Mail, and I use G-G-G-G-Docs. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, you know. It's just how I roll. And when I roll and get lost, I use G-G-G-G-G-Maps. <laughs> All right. Uh, app picks. We don't need to move on. I know. I Are we ready? Proved, f- by the way, that I am white for anybody who cares. Nobody cares. Uh, app picks. What? <laughs> no one doubted that. <laughs> it's the end of the show. Can you tell? <laughs> what? what What have you guys been using? And let's, uh, let's start things off with Eric. Yeah, so... Uh... I've, uh, so I'm running this uh, ice cream sandwich, the CyanogenMod Mod 9, on my phone. Nice. And uh, I was checking out some of the ICS uh, stuff, and I downloaded Nova Launcher, which is like a new launcher that um, 
I think it's sort of based on the stock ice cream sandwich launcher, um, but it's it's free. You can, I think you can get it in the market now, uh, but I got it over at XDA, uh, and it's it's pretty cool. It's smooth. It's got you know new features being added like every couple of days. So uh, check it out. Do you like it? Better? And I think it's under a megabyte. Nice. Do you like it better than ADW? Oh yeah, I definitely do. That was um, always my I like my stock goal. ICS like better than any launcher I've ever used. I'm still but Nova is um good. Like the more I don't know, just the longer I have this Galaxy Nexus, like the more I just I can't imagine going back to like two one or two two or even two three. Like it's such a shift, and it's so good. Like it is so good. I can't even begin to explain how well they did when it works. And it's properly supported with the good hardware. Like, it's amazing. They, they, they nailed it, for real. Oh, I, I totally agree. Not just the launcher, everything multitasking. It's all smooth. For sure. But uh, Nova Launcher, it will make your life better. Nice. Nova Launcher. All right. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got? Uh, what do I have today? I have, I'm sorry, Open Garden Wi-Fi. Um, so I, ref- I have other devices and I am one of the lucky ones that still has an unlimited Verizon data package. Maybe not after the show, but um, I refuse to pay for a 3G Wi-Fi card. So with Omen Garden Wi-Fi, I just make my phone a hotspot. Boom, done. It's a super simple app. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff out there that will do this, and I've tried a few of the others, and this is the one that has worked for me across multiple devices and it's clean and it's fast and it's free. Nice. Joey? What do you got for us? This week, uh, I've got App Cleaner. Um, this is one that I've been actually using. It's not useful in every single day use, but it's one of those things when you need it, it's great. Uh, it's I can't find it anywhere on the Android market. I can only find it in the Amazon App Store. Uh, but basically what it does is it gives you a complete list of every application installed on your device and the ability to check a box, hit a button, and have it uninstall. Regardless of the app? Regardless of the app, um, some system tools, it, it's smart enough to know can, that if it will break something, it will not let it be uninstalled. Can you get rid of the Blockbuster app or the City ID app or the John Madden 90 or whatever app on uh, Verizon Droid stuff? Not sure. Interesting. Why would you uh, can you get the Madden? AOL 5.0 installer off? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe it also requires root access, ah, so that may sure. be why you don't see it in the Android uh, market. So I mean, it's working great for me on Cyanogen Mod 7. Nice. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it's one of those things where when you need it, it's great. When you don't need it, it's just another app. Hey, Joey, so why, uh, why this versus using, like, Titanium Backup to, uh, to do these uninstalls? Have you uh, have you messed around with that? I haven't messed around with titanium. Uh, I've heard of it. The um, primarily the reason why I'm avoiding something called titanium backup is because I don't really need to back up the device. I'm not really doing anything on it that's super critical. Um, being a tablet, there's not as many. Uh, well, there's almost no payment information in it or anything. Um, so I, I just can't. I just haven't gone there basically. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely check it out just for anybody that might think it's just backups. It actually does a lot more stuff like these uninstalls, and it can get a lot of the crap off your system. 
Well, so that and also sweet. mine uh, is running off of the SD card. It's not running off of the internal storage. So if I really want to get aggressive, I can just pop it out, pop it into an SD card reader, and manually delete things if I have to. But this is just a lot cleaner. Word to that. Word to that. Seth, what do you have for us this evening? Uh, so I have an app called Fine Volume Control. Um, the reason I found this is I was looking for... I have um, like earphones that are like noise canceling, so they shut you know they shut a lot of noise out, and they 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 sit in your ear really, so it's, the the music is really loud. And so my um, my Android phone was just too loud, right? I had it in this lowest possible setting, um, and it was like kind of hurting my ears a little bit. And so I went and found this app, and it lets you do it in one percent increments. So I think the 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 lowest. Um, Increment setting is three percent on just stock, and this lets you put down to one percent volume. Uh, volume, so it let me get down like a third lower than I was getting before. So it worked for me. It did what it's supposed to do. Good so does you. this let right. you uh, like set up profiles and stuff? Like yeah, if I yeah, plug in my headphones? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. So you just you would just press one button. I think there's four profiles, um, and you just press one button, and then it. It sets up all the settings that you want that way. So, so it has some other things other than what I use it for. But I use it just to, um, just to drop the sound down as low as it can go, which is lower than stock. Um, when I have these noise canceling headphones in, so works nice. well. One percent mm-hmm. increments is that is that really that handy? That's cool. Well, I mean, the three percent wasn't that. I mean, you know, for normal listening, three percent is fine, right? Sure. You know, if you press a button or whatever, you, you know, you can adjust it. But uh, I did like it, like I said, just for that last 3%, right? It let me go down to 1% and not 3%, which then it dropped the volume down to the perfect level for me. So, Good call. Mm-hmm. Seth's wow. hair is very sensitive to sound. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the vibrations. I wasn't thinking that. The vibrations, you know, that. being so close yeah. to his, his ears, that would make sense. <laughs> All right, uh, my app, I've heard uh, some people, one of their big complaints about Ice Cream Sandwich is its new file system and its inability to handle USB wire transfers between your laptop and your device or vice versa. And so people are like, you know, how do I copy stuff? What's What's the good way to do this? And the way I've always done it is with an app called eStrong's File Explorer. And in there, you can add LAN, you can add Bluetooth, and just as an overall file explorer, like, it's really, really well done. I used to use Astro, I use Root Explorer on my Droid X, you know, if you have Root, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't, eStrongs is always the one I find myself coming back to, either that or, you know, Root Explorer if I have Root. On the Galaxy Nexus, it just, you know, you tap local... That opens up a view box. You can hit LAN. You can hit FTP. You can hit on the net or Bluetooth. And I just have it set up on my desktop, on my VIO, and my tablet here that I just hit it over the LAN, and boom. As long as I'm on Wi-Fi, it's right there. I can connect. I can transfer things back and forth. Obviously, it's not as fast as a USB connection would be, but it works. (laughs) So uh, it's called eStrong's File Explorer, and... uh, just copying music like from my Droid X to my Galaxy Nexus, Bluetooth transfer. Just it's it's so great. Bluetooth isn't the fastest, but you know, for trying to get like say I I finish a song, I want to go listen to it in the truck. I just 
do that, and there I'm ready to go. So works really well. Uh, e Strong's File Explorer, I believe it's free. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but yeah, check it out in the Android Market or on App Brain, and I'll put links to all of these apps in the show notes at groovypost.com/groovycast and soon to be attack of the androids.com. So, uh, anything else in closing, gents, before we wrap this thing up? Jeremy? Um, no. Eric? No, no, oh. I'm good. All right, Joey? No? Seth? No, I'm good. www.fineartbymelissa.com. Yeah, she made our, our logo, fineartbymelissa.com. Check it out. I just, just want to say I'm really sad that Pipa and Sopa got voted down, or I hope they get resurrected because I hate the internet. Yeah, I, I hope to bring it back <laughs> because I want everybody, including us, to go back to the dark ages. <laughs> Too much technology, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I firmly believe human beings are just not enlightened or evolved enough. We haven't transcended our petty human differences. And until that happens, the Lord will not come. I'm sorry. Seth's hair, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Viewing it was happy you, to be here. Viewing... <laughs> I love you guys. I I really look forward to this show every Thursday, and you should too. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash AOTA radio. Follow us on Facebook. Just search for Attack of the Androids. We got a Google Plus page. We will be coming soon, attackoftheandroids.com. Email us, show at attackoftheandroids.com. That works. Uh, and yeah, you can find all of our infos. We all write over on groovypost.com, which is gracious, and we love you guys. Love it. Check out our other sites, uh, newdomain.net. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace. It's attack of the end.